Hello Arcadia, and thank you for tuning in to the Season 4 premiere of the Keepin' It Arcadia podcast, brought to you by the students at Arcadia Unified School District's Digital Communications Internship, or DCI for short. My name is Lauren Sung, and I'm your host for today. You know, I'm so glad to be back here with all of you, especially with everything that has been going on this year. From the pandemic to heated political upheaval, it has been truly a tough time for all of us. Usually we have our season premieres earlier in the year, but with 2020 being a total mess and alongside internal DCI changes, we had to delay this episode for a while. By the way, on behalf of the 2020-2021 podcast team here at Keeping It Arcadia, I thank all our essential workers and medical personnel for protecting us and keeping the nation running. Our season premiere also brings new changes to Keeping It Arcadia. First, we are now dropping episodes every two weeks on Friday at 6pm and we are now focusing on one topic per episode, as opposed to last year when most of our episodes sounded like your local news channel. While this episode is an exception to the schedule and content due to the events mentioned earlier, we expect future episodes to stick with the new changes. This week, the podcast team and I will introduce ourselves, and we have a special feature on the Sunrise Movement and its local impact. With all that said, let's hop into our Meet the Team segment. Well, let's get started with me, this week's host, and the new podcast team manager. I'm taking over for our legendary first manager, Jeffrey Lee, who has since gone to USC. So, I, Lauren Sung, am currently a senior at Arcadia High School, and I absolutely love history and politics. Yes, I'm a nerd, but I do have a life. On Netflix, I binged The Office, House of Cards, The Flash, and you know some other shows and movies. Super Smash Bros. and Mario Kart 8 are my favorite games on the Nintendo Switch. You know, one interesting thing about me is that I love collecting hotel keys from my vacations because, well, they're free souvenirs. Duh. This year, I'm hoping that I can competently produce this podcast, live up to Jeffrey Lee's three-year legacy, and, you know, tell the world stories to y'all. Hi everyone, my name is Invita Marlapati, and I am a current sophomore at Arcadia High School. Some of my favorite hobbies include biking, bullet journaling, cooking, baking, going on walks, and I also love playing volleyball. An interesting fact about me is that my favorite color changes about every single week because I can never stick to one favorite color. However, I do have to say that it has been red for a couple of weeks now, so I think red is going strong. A hope that I have for this year is to prioritize my time better so I have a lot of time to complete all of my assignments and tasks while also spending time for myself. Thank you. Hi, my name is Joyce Ping and I'm currently a junior. In my free time, I enjoy taking pictures, playing guitar and piano, um, reading books from my endless book bucket list, listening to music, um, re-watching scenes from Call Me By Your Name just to make me cry, <laughs> and I also play soccer and I enjoy running. Um, some of the things that I want to learn right now include archery, roller skating, and Um, I'm also trying to learn Spanish, and my biggest hope for the year is just that we can return to school so that I can see my friends again and hang out with them, especially the ones that are going to be graduating this year. Hi there, my name is Anya Yang, and I'm currently a junior at Arcadia High School. 
I'm really looking forward to contributing to the podcast this year, but from the comfort of my bedroom and hopefully making the best of our current situation. One fun fact about myself is that I was actually born in New Zealand, but I moved to California at a young age, which is why I don't have an accent. In my free time, I enjoy running, watching anime, hanging out with my friends, and attempting but usually failing at teaching my dog new tricks. I hope you enjoy the podcast! Hello, my name is Claire Lee, and I am currently a sophomore at Arcadia High School. In my free time, I enjoy swimming, drawing, and playing piano. This year, I hope to help the DCI podcast team create podcasts that are more impactful, meaningful, and interesting than before. One interesting fact about me is that while most people really love sushi, I actually never tried sushi at all before. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Hello, my name is Layla Nunez and I am a senior at Arcadia High School. During my free time, I enjoy journaling, playing with my two dogs, and listening to music. An interesting fact about me is that I am afraid of butterflies. Butterflies are my biggest fear and I don't know why. My hopes for this year in DCI are to definitely post more podcasts on the Keeping It Arcadia podcast, which you are listening to right now. But I also want to write more articles and film more videos, just even though we're at home. My hopes for the year in general, however, are that we all stay safe and healthy and get through this pandemic together. Thank you. With the wildfires in California and weather in other places of the U.S. going out of control, more attention is on the issue of climate change than ever before, and environmental groups are springing into action. Joyce Pang gives us an exclusive look into one of those groups, the Sunrise Movement. In this segment, we will have Jocelyn Thao featuring Rachel Camille from the New York City Sunrise Hub. And after that, Jocelyn will tell us about how we can get involved with the Sunrise Movement locally. Hello, I'm Jocelyn Tao, and today I'm here with Rachel Camille from Sunrise New York City to talk about the Sunrise Movement and why 2020 is such an important year for the environment. Rachel, for those listening that don't know, could you please explain what the Sunrise Movement is? Yeah, absolutely. So the Sunrise Movement is a movement of young people who essentially are fighting for a livable future and a just and sustainable future for the USA and for the world. Um, And our goal is to create millions of good jobs and move society forward socially and culturally in the process. And yeah, power to the youth and the power and force and passion that we have. That's so awesome. So Sunrise is fighting for the Green New Deal and especially in the 2020 election. So uh, again, for those who don't know, could you please explain what the Green New Deal is and why it's a possible solution to the climate crisis? Absolutely. The Green New Deal is this 10 year policy plan that it's like the most incredible multidisciplinary intersectional approach to combating the climate crisis. The end goal is to um, move all of the U.S., all of our infrastructure and all of our industry and everything to 100% clean, um, renewable energy. And we're trying to mobilize every aspect of American society. So it's this big, multifaceted project. And the Green New Deal not only wants to move towards clean energy, but in the process, we want to guarantee a living wage for everyone who needs one. We want the transition to be just for workers and for friendline communities that are historically marginalized and silenced, and especially people, BIPOC, 
Black, Indigenous people of color who are, quite frankly, hit worst by the climate crisis in all corners of the globe. We are working to bring them into the conversation. We want it to benefit them, especially, because they're the ones who are hit hardest. How exactly is Sunrise planning to fight for the Green New Deal? And what are some examples of things that the movement has already done? As a Sunrise movement, our main source of power is through organizing and spreading our message to as many young people as we can reach and basically trying to get everyone involved. We as the youth movement know that it is absolutely what needs to happen in order to mitigate the effects of climate change. So our job is to say, you know what? We know that this is what we need and we are going to come together as a community, as an unstoppable force. So we organize, we talk to people, we build hubs, we build communities. So like in my hub in New York City, um, we're looking at candidates to endorse in local congressional races. And we like encourage our peers to get involved in politics. I mean, the biggest weapon that we have is our vote, right? Like we get to determine who is fighting for us in office. And that's huge. And without people advocating for us, we can only go so far, right? We are moving towards a public movement where everybody says enough is enough. We are gonna fix it. We have the solutions at our fingertips, but we need to get them done. So those are our steps, you know, like get everyone engaged, get to the polls and show your support for the people who are gonna fight for you and then take to the streets. It's our time to fill the streets, sing our song. They're not gonna know what hit them. That's how stuff gets done, 100%. So um, other than the Green New Deal, are there any other plans out there? Um, and if so, do you, why do you think the Green New Deal is the best option? That's a good question. I'll start by saying that the Green New Deal above all other plans, it has a potential to be so effective because it takes into consideration all of the intersections, right? It's got the widest scope, it reaches the most people, and the fundamental like message behind the Green New Deal, it's not just about climate change, climate crisis, it's about climate justice. So we're talking about the kind of revolution where we overhaul American politics and the economy and we build it from the bottom up so that everybody of all walks of life, ethnicity, race, everyone gets a fair chance, right? Like Paris Climate Agreement sets a bunch of arbitrary thresholds and standards that these targets frankly aren't met. You know, and like, it's not a binding contract. Countries lose track. The US has not, like we have not hit any of our goals. It's just a one-track mind kind of thing. And that goes for every other kind of deal out there. So technological solutions can only do so much. It takes time for it to get developed and approved and like, it only goes so far. And then energy taxes, there's so much pushback. But like, besides the impracticalities of these plans, they just don't see it the way that the Green New Deal does. This is about going all in. Instead of setting arbitrary quotas, it's about immediate action, not about setting, setting some standards and waiting for nations to fulfill requirements. It just does not make sense with the scope of the problem that we're dealing with. Uh, in terms of the climate crisis, why should people be worried? And what effects can we expect to see if it isn't resolved or reversed in time? You picked the right person, actually. I studied ecology and environment. So interesting. I love learning about the natural world. 
First of all, I want to just go out and say that climate crisis will not ever be resolved or reversed. And unfortunately, we are too far gone and nothing is ever going to be the same. So all right, let's get into some of the science of it. We have triggered feedback loops in ecosystems around the world that are going to continue to escalate long after we've changed our ways and like fixed our energy crisis and all this kind of stuff. So like a really excellent simple example is in the Arctic. Okay, so albedo is a term that defines the reflective capacity of a bright surface like a glacier or an ice cap, right? So the albedo of an ice cap is really, I'm pretty sure it's really high. You can fact check me on that. Um, so that means that it reflects a lot of sunlight, essentially, right? So the sun hits the ice, it bounces back into the atmosphere and it doesn't get absorbed anywhere. But as the temperatures in the world change and the temperature of the ocean rises, ice melts. So now you have water, really, really dark water that has a very low albedo. And the really dark water absorbs the sun's radiation, which is a positive feedback cycle, which means that the water heats up, melts ice. So you go from having ice to less ice and warmer water, and then eventually all the ice is gonna melt because the water's warmer, and then the water continues to soak up the sun. So we are on the track to more change, and that's just not gonna, not gonna end anytime soon. So why should we care? The easy answer is that the climate crisis and climate change is going to affect literally every single person on the planet and every single thing that we do. I think it's really easy for us as technologically advanced humans to lose sight of that because a lot of the time we feel, well, we take it for granted. You don't even notice, but we are so disconnected from nature that we do not understand how absolutely, completely we rely on it for all of our resources. All, everything that we have in our lives comes at some point from the natural world. And all of the systems that are in place the world is made up of a million delicate balances with climate and weather and oh my god like you study you zoom into an ecosystem and the interactions between species and climate and soil and flora and all this stuff is so so delicate and these ecosystems aren't going to be able to keep up so they're going to start changing and the fauna and flora present is going to change and in turn that's going to affect the kind of resources that we have access to i honestly wish that it were enough for people to know and like to care that things were just falling apart but we got to take it a step further and everything that we all of the conveniences that we have in our lives they're not going to last because they all rely on these really delicate ecosystems to be sustained so not only are the resources that we take for like if you're living in a place that isn't going to be directly affected by weather or you know, increase natural disasters, then your resources are gonna be limited. Food limiting, anything, anything that you rely on is gonna be scarce and more expensive and everything. And then if you are living in a place where weather becomes more chaotic, then that, you know, like your family is in direct danger and you and it's big, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. it's really easy to forget because we live comfortable lives and we're all, focused on what we're doing in our daily, you know, activities and everything. But if you just take a moment to zoom out 
and look at the big picture, it's absolutely about you. It's about each and every single person. And we're past the time of being able to forget that. So whew, <laughs> that's my, that is my spiel. It's huge. Yeah. It's very, very clear that, you know, the climate crisis is something we all absolutely need to be worried about. So, you know, as young people and, you know, we're the ones that are going to be really dealing with the with this issue and the worst of it, really. What can we do as students uh, to help? Yeah, you are so much more powerful than you know. And I wish that I had known this when I was in high school. I didn't realize it. I've only realized it recently, but you can be and are a force to be reckoned with. You know, the biggest and most brilliant and bravest thing you can do is use your voice and use your passion and your resources as students. You know, like you have these communities that you can check into and organize with and talk to and learn with and people will listen to you. You are the next generation that's gonna vote, right? So like, if, they're, if you're their constituents, then they want to know what you're looking for in a leader and how you're gonna vote and all this kind of stuff. So you have to make your opinions known. Go and talk to everyone you know, especially to people who may not care, who may not feel involved, who may not think that their voice matters or who may not be involved in politics. I feel like the really big thing to me it's just like encouraging people to understand that it does involve them. I think that's kind of something that maybe I missed out on. Like, I didn't feel like it involved me. I didn't feel like I had a place in the movement, but this is like our collective future, you know? Every single person counts and we can make a difference. That's huge. So you might feel like you don't have any sway or like you're too young, but that is not true at all. People will listen to you, they care about you. That's huge. You know, I'm not saying like drop out of high school and go be a full-time activist. Just any capacity, anything counts. Just um, you know, like even if that just means like educating yourself and knowing about it. But if you're looking for something bigger, go to organizations. The Sunrise Movement would love to have you. We have so many middle schoolers and high schoolers in our hubs and that is so phenomenal and oh my god it is so incredibly powerful to see young people joining our movement and getting mobilized like it's such a big thing you know it might not feel big on an individual level but when a bunch of people are doing it together it's very big and very impactful so yeah there's so much you can do and it's so brilliant and beautiful. And just don't ever think that you don't have the power because you absolutely do. And and it's yours to do what you will with. And and that's super exciting. Okay, that was such that was an awesome message. Awesome. Um, thank yeah. you so much for sharing that. Um, yeah. So I think we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for joining me today and sharing uh, more about such an important global issue. Uh, I really just want to thank you again for your time. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. So in the previous interview, Rachel Camille told us all about um, the Green New Deal and Sunrise. So now that we know what that is and the importance of getting involved and taking action, what can students at Arcadia do to get involved with Sunrise? 
Yeah, so actually a couple of classmates and I are starting a Sunrise Hub for our high school. It's not an official club because uh, actually the movement doesn't recommend that high school hubs uh, are officially affiliated with their schools. But uh, we will be having meetings weekly this year for students to learn about the movement and get involved. How did you start this hub? When I first found out of a sun found out about Sunrise, I was like really interested in it. And so when I looked on their website, I realized, oh, you high schoolers can also get involved. And I knew a couple of people, or I found about, found a couple of people that were also interested in it. And together we started the hub. Um, okay, so how did you first find out about Sunrise? And when did you get into environmentalism and stuff like that? Uh, I first found about found out about Sunrise when I was like watching college videos um, and I was watching um, someone talk about this internship they had over the summer and it was at Sunrise at like the at the at National. So she was talking about it and I realized, oh, this movement seems like something I'm really interested in and I really align with their goals. So I looked into it. And that's kind of how I started getting involved. And as for um, getting into environmentalism, uh, freshman year, I joined Campus Environmentalist Club and uh, I learned a lot about all these, all sorts of different issues within like the subject of environmentalism. And that really caught my attention and I've just been pretty interested in it since. Okay, so what's your goal? for starting it and what do you hope to accomplish? Um, we hope that we can first teach our peers more about the climate crisis and the importance of politics in the climate crisis because I feel like a lot of people are focused on uh, the more like personal lifestyle aspect rather than uh, getting institutional change because um, a lot of what the media shows is like, oh, if you change XYZ about your lifestyle, then you'll be doing enough for the environment, which of course, um, individual action is good. But at this point, we do need a lot more to happen than that. So we hope to, um, in starting the hub, we hope to teach our peers about that kind of stuff. Um, okay, thank you so much for agreeing to be interviewed and for sharing your passion about the environment. To learn more about the Sunrise Movement and the Green New Deal, you can visit www.sunrisemovement.org and to get more politically involved locally with the movement and learn more about the Arcadia Hub, you can join the Facebook group called Sunrise Arcadia High School. Thank you all for listening to our 2020-2021 season premiere. Please like, comment, download, and subscribe for more of this spicy content. For updates and announcements, follow Arcadia Unified School District's social media and download the AHS mobile app. Special thanks to Arcadia Unified Chief Communications Officer Ryan Ferran and Public Information Officer Amber Nuvali for making this possible. This has been Lauren Sung for KIA, and we'll be back in two weeks. This is Keep It Arcadia signing off.